firecrackers it's naomi and welcome to the firecracker department <sighs> have you ever seen that show nailed it where people come in and they try to recreate um, desserts in front of judges it's so good it's so funny well let me just tell you about a little adventure i had with black forest cake how heavy is black forest cake supposed to be first of all let me ask you that second of all i think mine was too heavy is it supposed to like disintegrate in front of you because you iced it too early before the cake was cool? Is that supposed to happen? Then I did that. Is it supposed to have the cherries sort of drip over the side? Are you supposed to feel ill from eating all the mistakes before you actually finish the cake? Anyway, <laughs> I had a great time making it and I super nailed it. No, I didn't. How's your baking? I'm not a strong baker. I'm going to I'm going to completely confess that to you. I'm supposed to be gluten-free. I try to stay away from gluten as much as I can, which makes me feel like every time I bake something, I'm like, oh, epic fail, because it hasn't got real flour in it. But uh, I have to say this black forest cake was one for the records, everybody. I should have taken pictures. It was a delicious mistake. Who's kidding who? Send me your pictures of your delicious mistakes. Firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com. I would love to see and commiserate on these beautiful mistakes that we're making. Speaking of beautiful and nothing about mistakes, we have the fantastic script department event coming up November 14th. Now, if you haven't been to one of our script department events, what happens is Farah Marani and her script department team, Tanu, Lauren, Liesl, Rebecca, they pull together two scripts of two different female or non-binary writers and we choose 10 pages. We read them in person in the olden days before COVID and then on Zoom for the last year and a half. And then we open up to the audience for a discussion. So it's actually a really cool way of just like hearing feedback for people's scripts, but also like just getting jazzed about art and having a chance to sort of say, well, what did you think about that character? And where did you have questions? And what really resonated for you? I love these events so much. If you haven't come, please do. November 14th. And also, oh gosh, I love her. Liesl Lafferty, one of our core members and part of our script department team. Liesl does a script consultation once a month through Firecracker Department, and they're fantastic. Such great insight, such great advice, and it's free. 15 minutes, and you get to talk about your project and get some insight from somebody like Liesl. I'll tell you, it's pretty fantastic. All this information is on our website, firecrackerdepartment.com. Find out more there, and if you have any questions, just drop us a line. Now, our guest on the show this week is Toronto-based actor, producer, and advocate Lisa Levinson. Lisa's passion for the entertainment industry started at a very young age. She studied at Wexford Collegiate's prestigious performing arts musical theatre program. And that's where Lisa began displaying, you know, some strange neurological symptoms at 16 years old. And then at 19, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Lisa continued. Oh, Lisa is a force of force. She continued to pursue her passion at Fanshawe College and also attended Ryerson University's radio and television arts program. Since then, she's been involved in a ton of film and TV projects, commercials, voice work, as well as live theater. Some of Lisa's credits include CBC and CW's Coroner and CTV's Jeff Limited. Lisa has made a long-term commitment to advocacy to make changes in Toronto's entertainment industry. We had such a great chat about this, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share this with you. She's been on the board of the OMDC, now Ontario Creates, and she was a public adjudicator with the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council. 
and now Lisa is on the Diversity and Inclusion Committee at ACTRA Toronto. As an advocate for performers with disabilities, she focuses on promoting the inclusion of talent with disabilities in mainstream arts and media. She works so, so hard. She has consulted for the CRTC and the BBC, as well as the Media Access Office of Hollywood and the Screen Actors Guild Disabilities Committee. She's amazing, right? I loved talking with her. It just is one of those discussions where it opens your eyes. You know, next time you watch a show, keep in mind not only what kind of representation there is with actors who are able-bodied, but where are the representation of actors who are disabled? Because that's something that needs to change. And I love that I got a chance to talk with Lisa and shine a little light on what she's doing to hopefully make a change for our future. So if you're casting something, you know, open up a little bit, see what kind of uh, other casting opportunities there could be for actors who are disabled. All right, without further ado, here is my discussion with Lisa Levinson. Lisa, 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 good to meet ya, Lisa, Lisa, yeah, hi. Hi, Hello, hi. Hello, great, hi, hi, great to meet you, Lisa. Nice to meet you too, Naomi. Oh my goodness. Thank you for taking some time for us today. This is really exciting. To I've just heard so much good, good stuff about you. And then I've done uh -huh. research and I can't believe it's taken us this long to, to chat with you. Oh, well, now we're meeting. Where are you in the world, Lisa? Downtown Toronto. Nice. Have you always lived downtown Toronto? I used to live in Scarborough. And do you like the downtown life? Uh, yes. Uh, yes and no. You know, there's yeah. just, I think, oh, there's lots of stuff going on. And, and uh, it's time for me to perhaps move along to a little more peaceful neighborhood. Yeah. I, I've been looking at your, um, and the research around your work. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like so curious about your work as an artist. And then I want to speak about your work as an activist. I think that they're connected entirely, but uh, I don't, yeah. like, did you approach your world as an activist first or as an artist first? Yeah, that's a really good question. Maybe I could give you a little story about that. Um, Love it. This is one of my many stories of, uh, you know, barriers or inconsistencies or, you know, like I was in a meeting for equity. I was on the committee there years, years, years ago. I have for film uh, after Toronto and I was in there, you know, and someone just kind of looked at me and said, well, what makes you, you know, what's your problem? Kind of not problem, but you know, like, why are you here? I'm like, well, yeah. you know, I was also holding a cane at the time. So right. I kind of thought, Hmm, that was kind of insensitive. You know, yeah. I could have taken the cane. And no, I would never have done that. But you could have done a tap dance or you could have whacked yeah, him. It's a I choice. Have whacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I let it go. I just said, oh, yeah. no, I'll just let it go. And uh, I just uh, continued um, advocating and yeah. uh, exerting my presence, perhaps in a board form and committee form, whether that be for Actor Toronto or Women in Film mm -hmm. and Television, for OMGC, for the CAB, all lots of things that I, I really have learned a lot from. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, did you imagine that you'd be an activist? Because, you know, like going back to no. when you first had the 
like the nugget of like I want to be an artist you know like you're you're yeah. a triple threat aren't you like singer like you do everything don't, don't you train in all directions I, I did I was in musical theater right mm-hmm. in in the early days and uh, had a wonderful time doing that and uh, then all of a sudden this silly thing called MS came up and I thought hmm what the hell is this can even yeah. no one knew right anyway yeah so it was something that I kind of didn't really come to quickly if yeah. you know what I'm saying like I didn't come to the advocating part really quickly until yeah. I really saw the barriers that there were for me and how different it was yeah a person with just different abilities whatever they may be whether you know I'm walking with a cane or walking with a walker whatever wheelchair etc well I'm uh, curious about I mean it's interesting because I think that there are times in our lives where we sort of hit those kind of crossroads because you could have what mm-hmm. you were like 19 you were 19 years old right something yeah, like that that's right right so well, you could have gone you know what this this isn't for me I'm gonna find a desk yeah. job somewhere that won't be challenged I yeah. just can't imagine looking at you but, I can't imagine no, no, but no, no, no. that's just yeah. the person I am I mean yeah I, exactly uh, was raised with a uh, uh, a very large family and who we were all my parents raised us very well we, we got a lot there was a lot of laughter and love and in, in family and and uh, always push 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 you know just to as much as you can moving forward moving forward always moving forward reaching you know it was kind of like uh managing your expectations I never knew how to do that uh-huh. managing your no. expectations I still don't know how to do it you tell no, me. me neither no <laughs> I don't know. no I have no answers well do you remember so, that that choice though do you remember like sitting down with your folks and yeah. being like yes I do I do it was uh, it was a difficult one actually because this was back you know okay I'm gonna date myself in the eighties you know and uh, parents were like oh no 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 we uh, think that you'd be perhaps better off pursuing your journalism or broadcast right. journalism and perhaps you might want to go that way and we can maybe think about that you know they they you know and uh, that that happened for maybe about a year and a half and then I was just like uh you can't do it no no and then you know it was more theater and then there was more uh you know and then it be- then it became a little more involved in television film and mm-hmm. and had a lot of fun doing that while I was still walking was still ambulatory and yeah it was good and then there were times when it was very bad you know mm-hmm. good and bad that's MS sure it's interesting yeah. Hmm. yeah well I mean our career is good and bad like you're gonna have to have some good good chutzpah that's it I think that's it exactly good chutzpah <laughs> yeah and who who do you think you get that from my like, dad who is your yeah. yeah yeah was he the guy that always said just keep going yeah oh yeah and his famous uh mantra was never surrender never surrender <laughs> sweetheart yeah we just uh yeah it was uh we just lost him four years ago, unfortunately. He was a really great guy. Yeah, he was outgoing. He was adventurous. He was the motorcycle rider. He was a risk taker. He mm. rode the wall, the wall of death in the circus. Then he, he raced what? quarter mile dirt track while he had 
eight little kids with his wife, you know, back in Scarborough. So he was, uh, yeah, I know. Kind of a yeah. crazy cat, but he was a cool guy. Do you see him in you? In, do you see yeah. those qualities in you as you pursue oh, yes. your career? For sure. It's, and in it's really, uh, in the way that it's really something that I have to do. I feel I have to pursue when I have to see things. I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I got to do something about that. But then there's the MS. And then so the MS might come into play. And then it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, can you can you separate that? Like, you know, sometimes speaking to folks, and now correct me if I'm wrong with the the identification title, but it's it's like you identify as like a performer who's disabled or yeah. like a person who's dis as opposed to a disabled performer. Oh, that's a really good question. I know I've, I've crossed this bridge before, Lisa. So what do you think? Well, uh, a performer with a disability, I suppose. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's up to whoever is the person, really. Yes, but then don't forget in this world, we don't really have a lot of choices of, yeah. as to what we do. And yeah. the hierarchy of, the, the, of this industry is quite different than just, oh, I'll go do this job. Yes, I'll, I want to do that job. No, it's not like that, yeah. right? No, God, no. As an artist, but then an artist who has is dealing with disabilities. Like, yeah, I love discussing these kind of things because I think like be, being an artist is so challenging anyway. So yeah. I want to speak to you about that journey and sort of, I don't even know, can you separate it? Can you separate the journey of like an artist and an artist with MS? That's a tough one because you don't have a choice. Your dad, what's your dad's first name? Metro. Metro, are you kidding me? That's the perfect name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, you've had your dad whispering in your ear, never surrender. So was there a time in your artistic venture that you were like, this is too much. I have to follow journalism because it'll be an easier route. Uh, no. no. No, because journalism is not necessarily an easier route either. <laughs> no kidding. That. No kidding. That's really coin toss, I think. Yeah. Really damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. So then what's, what drives you now? Like as far as um, an artist slash activist, how do you, where do you get your juice, creative juice from? Um, my creative juice is just in my, my insides. And, and it tells me, hey, I feel great when I go on stage or when I, I'm in front of the camera and I'm performing. I feel fine. I feel wonderful. Um, so that's where I get the juice from. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, let me take a nap. <laughs> let me take you got to recharge. Well, I'm telling you, yeah. yeah. So tell me the story of um, Lights, Camera, Access. Was it a calling or was it a choice? Like, do you feel like you needed to do this, uh, this journey yes, I with needed that kind to of advocacy? Yeah, definitely. Because I, at, the, at the time where I was doing things at ACTRA, on committees, et cetera, I also was an advocate for performer disabilities for two terms with, you know, on the diversity committee. And, and that was challenging, but uh, rewarding at the same time. Yeah. yeah do, you, do you remember the moment where you were like, oh, I got to do something? 
I got to roll up my sleeves. Just the fact that I wasn't seeing people yeah. um, on yeah. screens and I didn't see any characters. Hey, why can't that character happen to have a disability? What's the big yeah. deal? It's not time not well invested. It's very well invested. I agree with you. Like, I think, you know, and there's been this huge wave of like trying to be more inclusive and recognize communities that maybe aren't recognized enough. Yeah, I, I definitely felt some kind of calling because as my MS got worse and so it became more difficult for me to do things, it, uh, I, I felt that inner challenge. Okay, I've got to do something. Why don't I see people? That's quite not mm-hmm. fair. You know, I, and then I, uh, I learned from a lot of wonderful people and a lot of mentors who have already gone that way who have already moved, done wonderful things. And I, and I salute them and, you know, commend like them. Who, who's in your well, list of, Sandy of Ross, Sandy Ross, the late great. Oh, Sandy love Ross. Sandy Ross. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. We uh, worked together on the first into the mainstream catalog at actor Toronto. That was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so she's a wonderful person. There are, there are lots of great people. I um, is this the time to give a shout out, or is it not yet? Sure, <laughs> shout them out. I'll take it anytime. I, yeah, okay. I would love to also give a shout out to my good friend and colleague, um, Catherine McKinnon. She's a deaf artist, and she's done wonderful work. And so I, I've always admired her work. And also Jenny Lozon, and she's amazing. Yes artist and and at that at that time I was on uh, sitting on as the advocate for performers with disabilities on the diversity committee and um she was was coming alongside doing a lot doing you know there was a voice in my ear yeah suggesting things and you know just learning from stuff yeah now did you feel like when you started um lights camera access that that you know, because sometimes I think we, we start these projects and we become producers and you forget like your original love of, you know, musical theater and and acting and things like that. How did you find space for both of those things? Uh, it did, there was no space for any anything but LCA at that time, because that was yeah. that was such a huge project uh, for me to be involved yeah. in. And uh, how I, I got that project was when I was on the Women in Film and Television Board. And uh, at the time, there was this big chunk of money that came av- available for nonprofit work. Okay, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and so that got me thinking. I was like, hmm, you know. And then I went and I just kind of told the ladies at the table, say, hey, Malika, I'm thinking about this. Do you think it's dumb or... You know, because I don't, goodness, tell me, tell me. You know, mm-hmm. you can tell me. I can take it. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if anybody thought this idea was dumb though? Like, I have this idea for supporting performers <laughs> who are disabled and somebody go, that's a lousy idea. No, of course, everybody. Was- no, but you know what? I did get a lot of this. Oh, but how we make money from it. Right. Where's the money going to come from? Right. 
Well, that's every organization. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What did, what was your reply when people asked you that? You know, I, I didn't know myself. I didn't really have a business plan. I had never put together a business plan. So I couldn't really say, all I said was, well, we're not making money. We're not making money. We have a charitable status that includes um, tax deduction. So I encourage, you know, fantastic people donate tons of money to this wonderful, worthy organization. <laughs> that's all, that's all it was. Like, you know, I had to do it. I had Right. And did it, did it fuel you? Like, were you able to find your creative <laughs> journey through that? Yes. Yeah, for sure it did. There was a lot of uh, finding the roadmap on, which, you know, the journey of, of LCA. They had wonderful people involved, fantastic people, board members, executive directors helping me. And, you know, I, I did try my best. Of course, we, yeah. as you know, had to close down in 2017 and you know it still makes me sad but it it had to happen because i had three cardiac arrests and uh yeah it was a coma and then i was in rehab and family was just like eh, you know what that's yeah that's it you know well priorities that's, shift right that's a huge shift it was a huge yeah. shift i had a lot of friends with lta a lot of those friends were also people with disabilities. And so I felt that I needed to show them something more. Could I do something more? Yeah. In the end, but for now, no, that had to be no. I've got to protect yeah. my. I mean, yeah, that absolutely. There's no, yeah. there's no question that you have such a, um, Lisa, you have such a positive outlook on everything. How are you stopping yourself from being cynical and and grumpy? Well, I'm talking to you. That's how. <laughs> I mean, I have my days, Lisa. Well, I'm telling you, so do I, honey. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. And that rabbit hole is not nice. And right. when you spot start spiraling and you can't, you know. I hear you. It's it's yeah. There, there's you know, I've, I've gone that way too. So yeah, I love my mom, my 87 year old mom. She's like, that's life. <laughs> yeah. La vie. Yeah. And that French. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where, who, what do you turn to? Do you have like an art that is uh, accessible to you that you turn to when you're, um, when you're craving? Not, not right now. I, I, I've got tons of, um, other stuff going on in my life that is um that takes precedent yeah over my art for now until I make the next shift into the next part of my life which is yeah. is very soon so I'm I'm happy about yeah. that so that's why I'm so excited I mean I got a lot of great things I've been blessed I've, I've got a very supportive family amazing friends and mentors what could a girl ask for yeah, well, gosh, um, a girl could always ask for more, but it doesn't well, seem like you're that kind of girl. No. Um, well, I, but, you know, uh, I could ask for more, but I would feel lousy doing it because 
Yeah. I, I, I just, at this point, I could not have, I, I would not have the energy. Yeah. I mean, I could perhaps advise an advisory level, but just certainly not run, certainly not run an organization like that. Again, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was the thing that you learned about yourself as a leader of an organization of that sort? It was, it was just keep going, keep on going, keep on going. You have it in you, keep on going, keep on pushing. You know, I think a lot of actors have that same time. A lot of actors who really love their, love their art and want to commit Mm -hmm. to a lot of great things. Yeah. Do you have any stories of um, like seeing your uh, lights, camera access victorious, like the, the effects yeah. of what you had started? Can you tell um, me? You know, I see, I, when I turn the television on, perhaps I'm watching TV, I see more people with disabilities, whether it be the commercials or, or television or movies, you see more of it, which is great. I can't, yeah. say, I can't say there wasn't. Because me, I hope that I may have had some kind of impact there. Yeah, it's a it's a ripple though, right? Like I don't think I that, think so. Like it is I do believe that you had a had effect. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Where do you get your juice from now? Um, I'm not really sure if I have any juice left. Oh my God. Look who I'm watching, Lisa. If, if you don't, I, I don't know what I'm doing because you've got more no, juice than, juice. Can no, tell you? we will, we will argue about this all day if you want to. <laughs> okay. I guess yeah. it's from how I was raised. Yeah. Um, the amazing uh, opportunities I've had in life and great people that have met along the way, perhaps. And, uh, watching my fantastic nieces and nephews who've now grown to amazing adults and yeah you know they've got their own lives well then tell me tell me this lisa like gosh you are you are easily one of the most positive people i know which (laughs) i am sometimes guilty i've been told i'm very positive but as you and i have also talked about we have our days we have our days we're not like you know it's sort of a choice no Come on. No, I, I guess, no, gosh. When's the last time that you felt like, you know, there's an expression in French um, that's called uh, être bien dans votre peau, which means you feel good in your skin. Mm. So when's the last time you felt like Lisa, like you felt good in your skin? You know, this is a scary thing. Now I'm going to talk to you about MS because it's horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. sorry. For, for those newly diagnosed. Um, because, you know, it's different for each individual. And so for me, now I'm, I'm really getting annoyed with it. <laughs> I'm getting so annoyed with it. Um, I like to kick it to the curb, but it, you know, yeah. it's, give me, the, uh, let me tell you this. I went up north, see my mom for Thanksgiving, and then ended up in emergency in Bancroft Hospital. Because, yeah, I had some kind of, I don't know what, infection yeah. of some sort. And they still don't know what, but, you know, so now I'm in, on antibiotics. I'm up north as well. I know that Bancroft Hospital very well. Oh, do you? Like, I don't need, I don't need to know how old you are, but I love that 
from 19 until now, you're like just getting irritated with your MS business. I am getting so irritated with it. Yeah. So where do you put that in your brain? How do you like, because I don't think you're the only person that deals with, you know, serious health issues, but how do we, you know, it's such a, it's such, it feels like such a trite conversation to talk about the art when you're talking about something like MS that is debilitating. Yeah. And yet there's also art that will save you. Like, how do you balance the whole thing in your heart? Oh, right. Well, in my heart, I think right now I'm really annoyed with my MS. I'm sorry. I just want to take it easy, smell the Mm. roses, you know, just no stress and no stress and about stuff. Yeah. There's just no time. Life is too short. Like, Yeah, I mean, I could say the same adages over and over, but, you know, that's true. I mean, so I'm really focusing on my health, taking care of Mm -hmm. that. And, of course, I love watching movies on my television. And I watch movies with my boyfriend and then we critique it together. And it's really fun and all that stuff. Yeah. What's the latest, what's the latest binge watching that you've done? Ted Lasso. I just got into the second <laughs> season. It's fun. What's the best thing about that show and what's the worst thing about it? The best thing, what I enjoy about that show is that um, this guy, uh, Ted Lasso, yeah. the character, yeah. has such a fabulous outlook on life. And it's just like, okay, there's someone else out there or somebody else in the world there there are many of us out there right mm-hmm. aren't there yeah there are there yeah. are tons of generous people tons of really very good people this is a really tough time for so many and but at the same time there's no time to give up there's time to do the right thing and mm-hmm. and carry on you're like the, the female canadian ted lasso <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get it i think um i now, mean i don't know like the character how about you what do you what do you like about that show oh the same i you know what i just watched it last night so i'm right in the same pocket as you are um and i also started watching only murders in the building with martin short and steve martin oh wow so Is that fun good? only yeah. murders in the building yeah That's- Hearing you say that I'm irritated and annoyed with my MS makes you all the more human, though. If you weren't like that, then I wouldn't, I'd be like, of course, of course, it's beyond irritating. It's beyond irritating, that's for sure. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right, Naomi. It's, uh, it's awful. Sometimes it can be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to have to choose one way or another today? I, I don't choose any, any, I can't choose any longer. I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of, like I said, a lot of support, but that includes the healthcare system in Ontario yeah. and the wonderful PSWs that are here and nurses and doctors who are doing yeah. an insanely incredible job right now. Yeah. What I meant more was like the choice of like 
I'm going to either be irritated today or be positive today. Like, do you have that sort of um, daily discussion with yourself? I, I don't have discussion with myself. Yeah, you know, my, my girlfriends, if they notice I might be cranky, which is not often, you know, they'll try to play funny jokes or laugh and try to make me laugh and stuff. So I feel better about that. Or my, mm-hmm. my man, he'd just yeah. be like, that's not you. Hello, Lisa, is that you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm very rarely like that. So I'm, I just have one choice and that's all yeah. me. Do the best I can. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, let's wrap it up with a. Uh, we'll flip the tables, and you can ask me a question. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about your crashing the, the SCTV audition? Oh yeah, it was Second City, and yeah. um, oh. it, mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, you've had doors that weren't opening to you before, oh, yeah. right? So this was a door. Uh, I came to Toronto. I was living in Vancouver at the time. I came to Toronto and they wouldn't see me for the audition. And so I was so dejected, you know, talk about that kind of choice. Like I remember riding the subway and going like, I give up, I give up. What am I doing wrong? What's going on? And uh, I remember calling a friend and them saying like, just suck it up and go and crash them and stop being (laughs) such a wiener. So I crashed them. (laughs) Good for yeah you know like I mean gosh I I think this world takes guts right yeah I think you've got to have chutzpah as you were saying for sure well back at you look at your your world I think you've got chutzpahs in buckets let me do a little firecracker wrap-up questions with you okay sure fill in the blank to me a firecracker is is a change maker I love it. I love it. What do you want to be best known for? That I am making change. Yeah. Well, check, check, check. If this was a movie, what has been like a climactic turning point for you that has changed your life? When my first marriage broke down and I had to make a choice. Hey, what do I do? Well, I tried to, I tried to hold on. I did try to hold on to it hoping that we could work something out. It didn't happen that way. I was devastated, of course. Yeah. How long were you married for, Lisa? Eight years. But together for since high school, so 18 years. Oh, wow. Very, very, very long time. So that was, that was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those, those kind of like, it's defining, right? Those moments of, of challenging and yes. crisis and trauma, that it's mm-hmm. defining for sure. What yeah. is your all-time favorite musical? Okay, my all-time favorite musical is Les Miserables. Ah, wow. I, I did a production of Les Miserables in um, grade 13, and I played uh, actually Doris Schwartz in, in that production, and that was a lot of fun. And we did it kind of like, okay, there was fame. There was a class of fame doing the production of Lynn Plaza. Oh, cool. It was so fun. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. What's something that you haven't done, but you know you have to do in your lifetime? Skydive? No. For real? I want to. Yeah. Is that crazy? Like, 
I mean, no, I think if anybody, you could do it, but it makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Tandem. I, of course, it'd be tandem. Would right. your boyfriend go with you? No. I don't think so. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, and my mom wouldn't be there either because I wouldn't be going if that happened. Right. You'll have to, you'll have to surprise her with the video. Where do you find your power? What makes you feel powerful? I think the strength of my family, really, mm-hmm. uh, my family, yeah, mostly, we're a tight family. Yeah. What, uh, what's been the best advice you've ever gotten or the worst advice you ever got? Um, some of the good advice that I got was defer to the experts. And then what's advice, advice you would have given to your younger self, a, long, a younger Lisa? have children when you can, when you're able. Yeah. 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 Sounds like you're a pretty great aunt though. Oh, I am. If I do see someone. (laughs) I think I am. I I mean, it's such a pleasure talking with you. I so in awe of like your, your journey. I know it's not easy, but I also know that you're approaching it in, in such a, a least way. Oh, thank you so much. And it's been just an honor meeting you. I've had a great time. What a wonderful, what a wonderful platform that you're creating for many people. You know, after this discussion, you start to see TV shows and films a different way. And you start to recognize the lack of representation. Yeah. And then there, when there is, uh, you know, and then you see somebody that might be an actor with a disability, you'll be like, mm-hmm. hey, that's that's because of steps that Lisa took. I just hope. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of yeah. other great people doing great stuff. So it's it takes, like I said, it takes a village, right? And and a lot yeah. of other people have paved the path for me. So I'm lucky, I'm fortunate. Yeah, I'm blessed. Well, it's absolute pleasure, Lisa. Thank you so much for taking the time for us, and I hope You're our welcome. paths will cross. And yes, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you're yeah. ever needing some firecrackers in your corner, we're here for you. Oh, thanks, sweetheart. It's wonderful. Okay. Thank you. Okay, have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye for now. So great. So great to connect with all these amazing artists through Firecracker Department. I love it so much. Lisa's one of those folks. She takes creative action and contributes to her community. And I, I, that's, you know, that's my jam. She contributes not only with her acting, but also with her advocacy work and all the stuff that she does. You know, just with her attitude, I I said it in my interview, I'm like, you're the female Canadian Ted Lasso, but she really is a positive force. I really got a kick of inspiration from our chat. You can follow Lisa on Twitter at L Levinson and the number one. Go to ActorToronto.com to learn more about the Actor Diversity and Inclusion Committee. And the full link, of course, is going to be in our show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in. I sure love to hear from all of you who are writing in firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com with your thoughts on all these discussions, but drop it into the social media and share with our guests what resonated with you because, you know, sometimes you have these interviews and I definitely know the guests would love to hear what things hit your heart. You know, nobody's ever said, oh my God, please stop telling me how I've inspired you. (laughs) Nobody would ever say that. So when you drop me a line and tell me about this podcast to share some firecracker love. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time on the firecracker department.
Winnie Wong is our Firecracker Head producer. Follow her at wonder underscore Wong on Instagram and wonder underscore Wong 8 on Twitter. This episode is edited by Shane Stoltz. You can follow them at Shane Stoltz, all one word, and Shane with a Y. This intro was written by the one and only wonderful Winnie Wong. That's right, she's a triple W. The rest of the team comes at you from Toronto, Los Angeles, Austin, London, Dubai, and truly from all over the world. Get into the full Firecracker Department core team at firecrackerdepartment.com about because we're always updating and we're always growing. Stay tuned to our newsletter for advanced updates on our monthly meditations, upcoming mentorship workshops, live script department readings, festival partnerships, weekly writing workouts, and dates for 2021, and so much more. There's lots going on in Firecracker Department. Now, whether you're a first-time or a long-time listener to the Firecracker Department, we always, always want to hear from you. We love hearing what quotes, the specifics, the nuances of things that stuck with you. We mean it. We really do. And we respond to every single thing that comes our way. If it gives your brain goosebumps or it piques your curiosity or makes you want to stop and write something down, send it back to us or our Firecracker guest or both. I mean, everybody likes to know that when they put something out into the world, that it resonates. And if it sparks something in you, use that creativity to take some creative action. Share it because it just reverberates, you know? If you see somebody being creative, that might spark somebody else's creativity. So pay it forward. Thanks also to Jeff Malutinovic and Igor Korea for our theme music. And thanks to you. Yeah, you. Sitting there, driving there, walking there, working out there, and taking time to listen. We know there's a lot of options out there and we really appreciate you choosing us. We hope to see you at maybe brunch, maybe the writing workshop. And until next time, thank you for listening to the Firecracker Department. We'll see you next time. 